again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News today. And let's uh, start right away with the impact of Saudi money, a story coming at us out of BoxingNews24.com. Uh, let's have a quick look and see who is written by. Give him credit. Uh, Jamie Xdale. Um he says, the Saudis are looking to revive boxing worldwide and create the biggest fight beginning with last month's Day of Reckoning card. We saw an odd matchup with WBC heavyweight champion Tyson Fury fighting the non-boxer Francis Nagano in a strange non-title fight. Next, Turkey Al-Al-Sheikh is staging the Fury versus Alexander Yusik card in Riyadh. Uh, Saudi Arabia. This is another massive card with cruiserweight Jay Apotea and Myris Brady's fate, f- fighting for the vacant IBF title in a rematch. Uh, Al-Sheikh isn't just focused on the heavyweight division, I might add. Uh, that was just for starters. As this writer says, he also wants to make huge fights in other divisions and expressed interest in putting together a fight between 135-pound champ uh, Tank Davis and WBC 140-pound champ Devin Haney which could involve much uh, work in piecing that one together based on the story that we outlined yesterday and uh, Tank wanting his uh, two Ferraris. Some fans see those two fighters as being spoiled and intractable. If the Saudis do create a fight between Haney and Tank, it could make the winner impossible to deal with for other promoters due to their purse demands. While it's great that the Saudis are putting on fights in their country, it leaves out American and UK boxer, boxing fans. Uh, let's, add, let's add to that boxing fans around the world who are unable to attend the fights live due to the high cost and hassle of traveling to Saudi Arabia to watch them live. Uh, matchroom boxing promoter Eddie Hearn, who I mentioned yesterday, realizes what could happen if all the fighters from the UK and around the world are fighting offshore in Saudi Arabia and can no longer see the best fights live. Uh, you lose those fans permanently as they drift away to other sports. That is true. Another problem with Saudi involvement is it creates uh, the Afghan money issues. Uh, while Al-Ashik paying the fighters an unworldly amount of money, it would spoil them setting things up to where they'll expect the same purse amounts from their promoters in the UK and the US and in other countries around the world. Um, When the fighters don't get that money, they'll sit inactive waiting until they get their way. With the millions of Saudis are paying these fighters, they'll be wealthy enough to sit inactive and until promoters in the US, UK and other parts of the world meet their demands. It won't work because the promoters aren't going to be willing to overpay like the Saudis for fighters to compete in events that bomb badly on pay-per-view. Uh, the Saudis can, aff- can afford events to lose money, apparently, because they've got the revenue from the oil, says this writer. It's a, that's a sweeping statement, but anyway. Uh, the promoters elsewhere don't have that luxury. So, uh, appreciate your comments. Let's have a look and see what you have to say regarding uh what is being said just now so let's have a look at what's happening around the world let's go off to the undercard of uh, uh natasha jonas who uh, beat as we all know michaela mayer uh but on that undercard was another uh, couple of ladies who went at it uh, uh, at the mns bank arena karis ardenstahl faced lila dos santos vertado uh, in back and forth featherweight bout the karis ardenstahl 6-0 defeated uh, Dos Santos Furtado, 9-2 and 
nine and two now with one knockout over eight rounds. Furtado previously suffered a loss against Art and Stahl's British opponent, Raven Chapman, but it demonstrated her resilience in persevering through, throughout the fight uh, with her. Uh, so a, a great couple of fights there for the women to brag about. Um, and of course, uh, with respect to the Maya versus Jonas fight, create controversy about and great discussion about. But let's keep it up, ladies. Um, it's only going to get bigger and better in terms of uh, fighting around the world and putting you women on the stage that you belong. Um, speaking of around the world, uh, one of boxing's longest title reigns ended over in Osaka in Japan as Shego Yuri Akai defeated WBA uh, flightweight champion Artem Dalakian on Tuesday. The pair were fighting, as I said, in Osaka, and the Ukrainian had made the journey east as he's unable to currently fight in his home country. Um, earlier, he had spoken in the week of his enjoyment for fighting on the road, uh, but this proved to be one trip too many as he lost a unanimous decision uh, on the all scorecards. Uh, Dalakian had been champion for six years, but he fell short. Uh, at his seventh attempt and lost his unbeaten record in the process with a guy fighting on the home uh, on, on the front foot uh, with the incumbent looking to stay out of range where possible uh, but a guy landed his right-handers effectively and moved into control of the scorecard though Kian attempted to reassert himself uh, with some left hooks anyway a great fight over in osaka and let's have a quick look at another fight that took place as well that same evening um WBC WBA 108-pound ruler uh, Kenshiro Taraji retained his belts courtesy of a heck of a hard-fought 12-round majority decision over Venezuela's Carlos Canizales. The fight, a great one, an absolutely uh, early uh, contender for fight of the year, saw 32-year-old Taraji uh, win via scores of 114-112, 114-112, and a third judge having even at 113-113. 32-year-old Taraji, who was engaging in his 15th world title fight, is now 23-1, by the way. 30-year-old Canizales, a former WBA regular light flyweight champ, falls to 26-2. Good stuff out of Japan. All right, let's move along to other parts of the world involving trainer Jose Benavidez Sr., whose son Jose Jr. and David are fighting, and it's David we want to talk about here. Uh, Jose Senior says he wants his unbeaten super middleweight uh, uh, David Benavidez next fight to be against contender Christian Mabili. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, Christian Mabili, as we all know, is undefeated, having recently fought in Quebec City. Anyway, Jose Senior says he says what he uh, liked when he uh, saw in the highly ranked Mabili's recent six-round stoppage over Rohan Murdoch, as I said, that took place on January 13th in Quebec City, Canada. Jose Senior is still not interested in a fight between WBA regular super middleweight champ David Morrell and Benavidez for the same uh, reason. Um, he says the guys he wants for Benavidez are these, Canelo Alvarez, Christian Mabili, and Jamal Charlo. Uh, he doesn't have kind words to say about uh, Charlo, though. He goes... Um, I would love to fight Jermal Charlo, but come on, David would stop him. With the performance I've seen with my other San Jose Benavides Jr., he would destroy him. I don't think it would be a fair fight for an exciting fight. 
Wow. Jamal Charlo isn't going to agree to fight Benavidez because he's in the running for Canelo's fights in May and September. Benavidez isn't even considerable uh, uh, for a fight against uh, Jamal. So that ends that. Uh, Jose said, Jose Sr. said, we want exciting fights. We want fights that bring danger and that are 50-50, said uh, Jose Sr. So I don't think Charlo is a 50-50 fight. I would take it in a heartbeat, but I'm going to be honest with you. That's a fighter, Jamal, that deserves Canelo or David Benavides. At this point, I'd love that fight. That would be easy to make, easy fight. Um, getting a little bit confused as to who he's actually talking about here. Uh, whether he's talking about Jose Benavides or David Benavides, but anyway, uh, we want to give uh, fights. We want to give fight fans good fights, hard fights, and I don't think fans would be happy uh, with that either. Uh, the other one is Morel and Christian Mabili. He looks spectacular. He's ranked number two. The guy's a monster. Um, he's an animal. He has 25 fights. He's undefeated. He looked great. Uh, the other, uh, he's that other guy we'd love to fight. As a dangerous fighter right there, said Jose Sr. about wanting Mabili for David Benavidez next. So there we go to clarify my earlier question. Next week, upcoming, uh, looks like George Cambosis Jr. versus Vasily Lomachenko. Uh, that fight will be announced uh, coming to you out of Perth, Australia, taking place apparently May 12th uh, for the vacant IBF lightweight title. Uh, at the RAC Arena. Uh, it's not an ideal fight uh, in May, considering both fighters have been out of the ring for some time. Lomachenko will be coming off a year-long layoff since his last fight against Devin Haney in May of 2023. And for his part, Combosis Jr. will be returning after 10 months out of action. Uh, former unified lightweight champ Combosis Jr., 21-2, by the way, 10 knockouts, will have home country advantage over the former three-division world champion Lomachenko. Uh, 17 and 3, which may, may not sit right uh, with a lot of boxing fans, but this is where the money is for this fight. It likely wouldn't sell out if it were held in the U.S., says this writer on BoxingNews24.com. Check out the full story if you so choose. Go ahead. Anyway, let's have a quick look at uh, ooh, Florian Marku, one of our favorites here on Talk and Fight. He's going up against Chris Congo. Uh, these welterweights, uh, are, uh, they've signed up to fight each other next. Uh, they're going to settle their differences. Apparently, they've been yapping uh, in a welterweight contest set for March. So not so far away. Uh, Marco wants Congo. He said he's going to regret it. He's going to regret it for sure. He's chose to fight me. Let's see what the remainder of this story, uh, courtesy of uh, Sky Sports. Apparently, uh, this is big news over in the UK. Um, Marco and Congo had a heated confrontation when they came across one another at a press conference in August last year. Uh, they had to be held apart in a scuffle and will now settle their differences in a bout that they've signed for and which is expected to take place in March to be aired on Sky Sports. Okay. He wanted to get the eyes of people looking at him. I knew that he won that fight, Mark Hugh told Sky Sports. I said to him, first of all, go beat the guys that beat you, Mark Hugh explained. Then come and speak to me. Uh, he was not going, and I pushed him. Congo said, him being a hothead how he is, he ended up pushing me. It could have been an altercation, but security's there. Uh, I'm excited now. The fight is here. This is what we want. 
This is what the supporters are asking for. This is what we're going to give it. It's a good one. Now I believe he's been backed into a corner. He can't go nowhere now. He's got to fight the likes of me or any of the top 10 in the UK now. Hmm. Uh, the only uh, right for him to fight me is because we built up a rapport. Uh, but Marku warned him, he's going to regret it. He's going to regret for sure that he chose to fight me. Uh, his wish came true. I know that he'll be trained too much for this fight because that is the most important fight of his life till now. Uh, but I will always be training as if it were the most important fight in my life. Uh, when we're in the ring, he will understand that. <laughs> wow. After knocking out Dylan Moran in just one round, Mark Hugh has been pressing for a major fight. Congo suffered a narrow loss last time, by the way, in a quality British title fight with Echo Usman and is now working his way back into contention. It's a con contest that uh, promoter Ben Shalom, who we haven't heard from in a while, by the way, relishes. He, it's got so, uh, so personal, and in that division, it makes a lot of sense. I think that with Florian... With the work he's done with Grant Smith, I want him to show he's more than just a cult figure. He's a very, very talented fighter. And that we agree with absolutely. And another talented fighter, a man by the name of Lennox Lewis, uh, who trained in Canada as a young man and uh, went on to fight for Canada in the Olympics, winning a gold, has this to say about the upcoming Fury and Usyk fight, which we'll close off today's show with. Great quote. He says, it's a giraffe against a bunny rabbit. <laughs> You got to look at that and laugh. Anyway, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow again at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Thank you very much.